Yes, welcome to Star Trek Stories, everyone. Um, a little bit more cash. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing super special. Just <laughs> chillaxing. Yeah, um, we are in between episode selections, so we're taking it easy. We have been really just working ourselves raw. Hey, it's it ain't easy being a Star Trek podcaster in the Oof. biz, new in the biz, Oof. new kids on the block. Oof. Especially when we're just going through plowing through season one of Next Generation. Mm-hmm. We that, made it. It takes work. It takes work. Um, I am Jaron Hatch, and of course, I'm joined here by my co host Aaron Cole. Hello, Aaron. We've made it once again to the end of another list. Our second list. Triumphant. Yeah, Jeebus Christ. We just finished our look at the growing pains of the next generation. Oh, man. Um, this was our second selection of episodes in our 100-episode list that we're currently watching through. And this was all TNG season one. Ten episodes of it. <laughs> yeah, we got a nice compliment from my father-in-law mm. today. He he was talking about Cass's episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he had a pretty good take about... Uh, Wesley, he said it's important because, particularly in that first season, because they set up Picard as someone who doesn't like kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So Wesley's there to kind of support that dynamic in a way. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, that's help, a good thing. Help kind of push Picard to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm. A little bit, little bit of conflict for him. Shout out to Darren. Thank you for that. Help me appreciate Wesley a, a little more. Yeah, you know, I don't... Let's just get right into it. Wesley Crusher was the theme of so many... The, or at least the <laughs> he he oh, he almost cropped up in all our episodes and like yeah. we have <laughs> we have to talk about Wesley. So Wesley turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of this one. That's that's my way to <laughs> take that pill a little easier. Like why is he aboard? Okay, I can make him Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's a lot he's a lot easier to bear. <laughs> um, Wesley's probably one of the least popular, least favorite characters in the entire franchise. I think he'd be down there at the bottom. Yeah. If we did like an aggregate poll of every Star Trek fan. Uh, or Will. To the point where he's like, he's almost one of Star Trek's most infamous characters. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, then, then there's the Wesley episodes. I don't, and I've never hated, I I don't hate Wesley Crusher. And he, and I think they get, he gets better. Hmm. I still think it's a silly idea for a character. The, the super genius child. It's very, like, campy. You know, if he was played by, like, Haley Joel Osment, maybe I'd buy that a little bit more in his prime. Then Will Wheaton. <laughs> Ten years old, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> I just and like... And de force. <laughs> he never blinks once. What a performance. <laughs> He's still acting. He's still killing it. He does yeah. fun little movies sometimes. Yeah. Whole different kind of thing he's doing now, but he's still great. Um, Apparently he's a great golfer too. <laughs> I never knew that. I, I never. Knew if you need the hookup on Haley Joel Osment trivia, <laughs> don't worry, it's not a creepy Riker thing. We're trying to get him for one of our future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time you were in Star Trek? I don't. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you guys? Who are you guys? Uh, Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Haley Joel Osment, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Uh, what did you think of that episode? Haley, can I call you Joel? What do I call you? 
He's great. Isn't he great? He's still so good, folks. Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> I really wish you would have played Wesley. Why didn't you play Wesley, Haley? <laughs> Why? We're going to take a break. We don't take breaks. We don't take a break. Oh, my God. You shut up, too. <laughs> shh, shh. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, that's that's the big tragedy of Wesley Crusher. Wesley's story arc is him becoming the prodigy he's destined to become, which is only so interesting. He's just special boy. Golden child, you know? Yeah. I guess, like, there's always, there's always a potential to explore interesting stuff. And, it, and I do think Wesley does get some fine episodes. Like, it's, he's not a total waste of a character. And, like, there are some fun things they do. I don't hate him. He is my least favorite character on the show. Uh, but I don't hate him. It's just that I hate, especially in the first season, it's like sometimes just to like let Wesley be like the cool, like special kid, they make the other characters look and act really dumb. Mm. And that's a little unfortunate. Like I feel like characters are just kind of shortchanged, but just because like Wesley's there, it's like Yar's still not getting scenes, but they always give something to Wesley. And he gets the most development in that whole first season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were part of it is trying to capture that attention of the younger generation too, you know, yep. giving them something to cling on to with the show. Yeah. With the success of Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. Get the kids in there and get the kids loving it. Buy those toys. I never hated it. Um, who do you think... Um, who do you think of all the characters ends up looking the best in this first season, at least in the episodes we've watched. Gosh. You know what's interesting is I think it ends up being a toss-up between, like, uh, Riker and and Picard. Mm. Young first season Riker is kind of awesome. Mm. He, he, he is very interesting, and he is not like this in the rest of the show. It's a very unique version of Riker you get in this first season. Mm-hmm. Um, that is fun. He is uh, he, for me. He is always one of the highlights of going back to the season, just because he is so different. Mm-hmm. They all are in their own way, um, but Riker feels particularly um, unique. Um, definitely, though, I I think in the end, Patrick Stewart as Jean Luc Picard comes across as, despite his flaws. Like, he is pretty stiff in all these episodes. Um, he, he is a hard ass in all these episodes, yeah. more so than he is in later seasons. He gets a lot of the best dialogue, though, and he acts the heck out of it. He acts, the, like, I think this is a case where, like, the character is elevated by the performer. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for the writing to elevate a performer. And I, I, would, I would think that's the more common one. Because if your writing and dialogue isn't good, it's it's a challenge to do anything with it as a performer. But those performers who can still just like commit and believe in what they're saying, even if it's not great, and still own it, that's that's Patrick Stewart in this season. Uh, he is making that dialogue sound way better than it actually is. <laughs> you know, like that little speech he has with Armist, the skin of evil. Yeah. You know, it's that's not particularly great or inspiring stuff. Like it's just it's just cliches and 
you know, um, do, you want me, do you want me to tell you what true evil is? It is to submit to you. <laughs> Uh, it's you know it's but it's it's his cadence it's his he come like if you just have anyone else saying that stuff it's like this is nonsense he's kind of just moralizing to this goo monster on, on a planet like he makes you believe it though sure I don't think I've ever known what it is to to be in a character like that that committed that committed um yeah in the neutral zone some of the scenes where he's like we have eliminated hunger need want you know we've grown out of our infancy and it's just so like sunshiny rainbowy and and like utopian and but he still gives a kind of earnestness about it that somehow makes you believe what he's saying it's like yeah he seems to genuinely believe this is the case <laughs> whatever you say dad i mean picard yeah daddy picard <laughs> um who do you think turns out worst? Oof. And let's just let's keep Wesley aside. We've talked about yeah. Wesley. He's a, he's an anomaly in and of himself. You know, and you can almost count out Deanna too. Mm. Her poor character. Her poor character. Yeah, that's almost cheating to call that character out. Too yeah. easy. Um. Mm, probably Jordy. They just don't give him a lot. Or mm. Yar, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know they do give Jordy some things. I just don't. I don't think Jordy was particularly well featured in our particular our list. list. There yeah. are a couple of episodes. He actually gets some of the best stuff in the first season. There's an episode where he takes command. That's right. Um, and he has the saucer at, section and, and separation. And he, That's right. He in the end, he's the one who like. I mean, everyone does their part on the planet, everything, but it's like. But none of it matters if Jordy can't solve the situation with the ship because mm-hmm. things have gotten really desperate. Like the whole ship is under threat. It's like, oh, yeah, there's the landing party, but Jordy has the entire ship and crew to worry about. Right. And he comes through and f- with flying colors, and it's it's a fucking awesome moment. Um, I think I, I I I would say Yar. Yeah. Um, the portier. Yeah, and like there's some stuff she gets to do that we didn't get to see, but even with that, it doesn't amount to much. She's just mostly in the back, hailing frequencies open, Captain. That's mostly what she's doing on the show. I just feel like she could have been so much more. Like, she's always to me like, it's always fun to see her in, in the season. Just because it's like she is not in the other seasons. So yeah. it's always fun to see her there. Like, yar! Yar! She um, has a presence. She has a vibe. She has a look. She could have been great. She could have been great. The other one who comes close for me is Worf. Especially in the first half of the first season, they do... All, in the first half of the first season, they do more with Yar than they do Worf. His silly little hops over the command bridge. Yeah. Captain! Uh, in the back half of the first season, they start to do more with him, mm-hmm. and then he, there, there is one of the better episodes of this season. I and once again, it's not when we watch, but one of the better episodes. It's basically the one and only warf centric episode where they find some like renegade Klingons, and he kind of has to deal with them, and it, that that kind of that's interesting because then it starts to like really inform you you didn't know anything about Worf until that episode you're like oh Worf is actually really 
interesting. It doesn't happen until near the end of the season, but um, when does he meet his love interest? Is it season two? Kalar, Kalar, season two. Yeah, yeah. it's a season tour. Um, my God. Um, as far as um the episodes we watched. This whole season this whole season is weird and interesting for me. Um I do like going back and watching these episodes. Um but I I'm thinking about all 10 episodes we just watched and it's like would you recommend these mm. to anyone? I'm like <laughs> Even though we cover them on our list, I'm like, but would I actually recommend these to anyone? <laughs> you should sit down and watch this one. Um, maybe hiding Q. Hiding Q in the list just to set up Q. Just you to know? help set up I Q. I think that's important. Um, that's the th- that. There's a weird thing about this season, and part of me just wants to say, like, if you're new to this. Almost just skip, skip it. However, they do set up a lot of things yeah. in the first season that do come back later, and it is kind of informative to see the origin of a lot of this. Q is certainly the most paramount of all those things. It's like Q goes on to be arguably the the most or one of the most interesting recurring elements of the show. Maybe only the Borg competes or tops Q. Hmm. But otherwise, I feel like so much of Next Gen, it's like, oh, Q. <laughs> Q coming back. He's so uh, iconic and part and parcel to the whole thing. We're doing all the Q episodes Excellent. in this 100-episode list. So like, just feel like that's how kind of vital he is to the whole show. So I can see Hide and Q. Of all the episodes you watch, they want to be like, definitely do this one. I think for me is where no one has gone before. Mm-hmm. The one where they meet the traveler and yeah. end up traveling first off into a different galaxy and then going even further um, and going into like thought universe, thought realm. And there's Except just the travelers too, you know? Yeah. I just think that's a really, I think that one is for the most part is actually executed really well. Um, it's the kind of episode I love episodes where it's like only this show could have done this episode where no one has gone before is like Star Trekky at its Star Trekiest. literally just like it is very pure pure Star Trek it's all the all the conflict it is like exploration and like can we go too far and are we ready for the things we're going to find out there? Uh, just on all those levels, I think it's it's so Star Trek-y. Like, it's the kind of, like, Star Wars couldn't do this. Twilight Zone couldn't do this. No. Stargate, maybe. Doctor Who. But maybe. even, the, like, those may are maybe the ones that come the closest. But Star Trek even feels like, but that's the show to really, how far can we go? <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> I, I genuinely enjoy that one. I think that one I would give a hard recommend to anyone. It's just even just a random episode. There's the uh, the merchant, the merchant of death episode. Just talking about. <laughs> yep, yep. Arsenal Freedom. Um, I would probably rank that as probably my favorite episode. Also of that of what we've watched, and 
that's pretty good. That's it my even, hard recommend. It even gives Wesley a purpose to yeah. be like a prodigy. He does like yeah. a genuine kind of prodigy moment. Yep. The traveler is like, oh, well, where would you? Why would you think of that? You silly boy. That's nonsense. Yeah. You mean that space and and time and thought are not the separate things people think they are? Careful now. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, don't you ever say or think something. <laughs> you slapped me. I did nothing of the sort. We'll never speak of this. Turn off your mind, boy. Close your mind. Okay. Um, I think maybe the other one I would like recommend is The Big Goodbye. It's just, it's fun holodeck stuff. And it's the one that seems the most, that one that really leans into just like, God, how fun. How fucking cool is the holodeck, right? Yeah. It's just so like, everyone's so like, this is so awesome, that whole episode. <laughs> Especially uh, Gates McFadden. She plays that so well. So episode. well. Um, Crushes it. <laughs> Picard 2, Data, they're all just so giddy the whole time. It's a really fun little episode. And oh, I think Data it, getting into it? Yeah. <laughs> He's not nice. He's being grilled. <laughs> what is he, a fish? Oh, my God. Um, of all the episodes we watched, if you had to be like, definitely skip this one, you mm. just or just this was not good, not good. Oh man, maybe skip Skin of Evil or one one zero zero one zero zero one, or even yeah. What's the one we watched at at brunch? Data lore. <laughs> You don't like lore, do you? I love lore. Oh, you do like lore. I do like lore, just not yet. <laughs> <laughs> My dear brother. Here's the thing about lore is I had a friend growing up uh, who was a lot like lore to my data, if that makes any sense. Like a twin, almost like a twin, evil twin brother thing, like but a, like, but your, but your friends. He was, he was like my closest friend growing up, mm. probably I think third grade through sixth or seventh grade. So you just can't help but think about him? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Laura, Laura reminds me a lot of him. Uh, taints it. And I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, it's like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. What's that fucking guy? Yeah. Uh, I have I, don't, I have mixed feelings on Laura. I'm just like, it's a, it's a fun idea, Like I guess. It's just that like, I just don't feel like they ever capitalize on it as well as they could. And I think we talked about it a little bit. And, and when we actually talked about data lore, I'm like, if they built more up to him being a villain rather than him just being like, he's like mustache twirling evil villain, like in his first line, it could have been cool to see him build up there. to it. Yeah. Yes. Like data is just like, he's just so jealous of the attention that hum- that data gets from mm-hmm. the humans, and it just eventually drives him crazy. Um, he's just already at, at that maniacal place, right? Um, I think it'd be a lot, a lot more fun to see as data becomes like more evolved. You see this split where you see lore going down a different path. Um, that could have been really fun. I did, he, but it's just like, man, that, that, 
Cash you lord. No, I promise this time I'm better, you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm more I'm worse Way than worse. ever. <laughs> because you left me out in space. <laughs> My god. Good old lore. Um episode I would recommend least. Mm. Part of me wants to say the last outpost. I don't think it's a good episode. And it's the Ferengi are just It's academically interesting, but the Ferengi are so bad in that episode. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Um Part of me wants to see Haven. Just because I'm like I, I the the <laughs> only reason to watch it, I think, is What ones haven't we said now? Loxana. <laughs> oh yeah. But the rest, but that episode is just what the fuck. That's a what short was list this? At this point. <laughs> the the episodes that we would recommend is a much well, I guess naturally that makes sense. It's a much shorter list than the episodes we wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I'd say watch Skin of Evil is just for the context of Yar not being in there anymore, and I think that last little like eulogy moment, that last scene. Yeah. Like it's worth it just to see that. If scene. you're gonna watch anything from season one, just YouTube Picard's eulogy for Yar. For Yar, you don't even really need to know the character. That last little scene with Picard and Data, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. It even starts to set up the Picard, specifically the Picard Data dynamic. It's almost like the first time Data's like, "Is this what it is to be human?" And then you start to, because as the show goes on, Picard really steps into this mentor role. Yeah, for Data. Um, I think you almost see like the first little seed of it right in that moment. Um, you got it. No data. You got it. Um, or maybe the neutral zone. I don't think the neutral zone is particularly good. It's fun to see the Romulans. They don't do anything with them. And all the stuff with the, the humans from the 20th century, it's fun, but it's also just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Every episode we have watched, I have almost had more fun this chunk of episodes than the 60s show. Just for how it's... They they go for it in this season. And I have to give them props and points. I'm like, there is something they're trying to do. Specifically something that Gene Roddenberry is trying to do. For me, it's it's kind of like... The, what the prequels are for some Star Wars fans. The Star Wars prequels. Three giant memes. <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas tried to do something with those films. Mm. This is a case of just franchise IP creator with a huge ego who has been given all the keys to the kingdom and will do whatever he wants. And for better or worse, that's what those first three Star Wars movies are. I don't think any of them is particularly good. (laughs) However, I'm like, but there is a thematic vision for it. And he tried to do something. This for me is a case of failing at trying to do the right thing. And I have to give points and props for trying. He wasn't trying to repeat himself. He was trying to do something different. Mm 
Yeah. It's just a glorious failure. It has its moments. It has its genuine. It does. This isn't that, you know what? There's something about this. And yeah, there's some parts that genuinely made Star Wars better. True. Like, like the lightsaber choreography. Oh yeah. And like the special effects in the, in the space battles and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Miles better. Miles better. Uh, yeah. There are pluses to the prequels. There are. And it's a similar thing for the first season of TNG where it's just like, I feel there's a certain begrudging, like, I think it's cool to get to see someone's, like, someone's creative vision. And Star Trek The Next Generation is almost like the Star Wars prequels uh, for Star Trek in that, like, Gene Roddenberry's back doing a sequel instead of a prequel, but now now has the king... The keys to the kingdom. Yep. Now I can do whatever I want, and no one's gonna tell me no. And if, well, at least in Gene's case, and if they, and if they, if they do tell me no, I will sick my lawyer on them. <laughs> and if a writer writes something I don't like, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna rewrite it. Um, it's fun to see that, but I'm also like, this is why we delegate. This is why we delegate. This is why we collaborate. Fun, but fl- but hugely flawed. Hugely flawed. Um. So I guess that kind of gets into um. I guess the big question, Aaron, hmm. for all this that we've just watched, the growing pains of the next generation. Um. And the the over the, we we talked about this in a counter at Farpoint, but this was the overarching overarching theme of the whole thing. Do you think there is a theme of this first season? Yes. Uh, for us in the oh, podcast. Oh, for us. For us in the podcast. Mm. And what do I think it is? You're going to make me guess? No, 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 no. Of course not. No. Okay. We talked about this in a Cat Far Point. Reimagination. Yeah. This is the first time they reimagined Star Trek. And this whole first season on a larger scale is just a reflection of that same thing. Mm-hmm. So, and, ter- this was, and this was the first. So this first season is the first time they reimagined Star Trek. It's pure Gene Roddenberry Star Trek, the closest we're ever going to get to it. How successful do you think they were in reimagining Star Trek for this first go? Ooh, oh, maybe like a six out of ten. Mm. Five out of seven extra rice. No, <laughs> no, like about a six out of ten. Okay. You know? If I had to put so a pass, it, it passing grade. Yeah, yeah, passing. There are some intangibles there and some good moments, some bright spots. If you're a newcomer to the series, if you're a longtime fan, I think there was enough there to hold you for season two. Mm. Enough there to give you hope for something better. There could be something here. Yeah, but like a solid D. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but not an F. Right. Right, not a total fail. Certainly not. Everybody just gives it everything they got. They really try so hard. It's certainly not for a lack of trying. Certainly not. Um, I would, you know, I would agree. I I would probably give it somewhere similar. And there, there is a strange love for me to come back to this season. It's got a unique vibe that eventually disappears. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the show ends up having a different vibe. Um, it's just fun to see this first, this first go. It's it's wild. It's wonky. It's fun to watch with friends. Yeah, and it, I think a big part of our enjoyment 
actually came from us really getting honing in the podcast and getting our yeah. shit together here. I, you know, I agree. Um, having a lot more fun being, oh, we had fun from the very get go, but oh, for sure. We've just been much more just like got tuned in, got more zoned in into what we're doing. And everyone we brought for this last segment, I feel like every time, every time we all had fun yeah. watching it. Like, it's it's just we can't help but just roll your eyes and laugh and have a good time with your peeps. So in that sense, in ter- if if you're just watching this by yourself, I would argue this has less appeal. Sure. Oh yeah, get a buddy. If oh. you get a buddy to watch this stuff, it's hilarious. Our good buddy Mark, because he had never seen Next Gen like we have. Well, you're you're also rediscovering it or True. discovering it in some ways. True. So Mark, our Mark Nelson, our good buddy, he hasn't seen a lot of Next Gen. After Data Lore, he was like, you know what? I want to do it. I want to watch it. And he's been like, but he's always been so intimidated. Yeah. But like, especially the early seasons, he's like, I just know it's not going to be good. But he's been calling me up. He's like, Jaren. He's like, no, it's not good. But. This is one of the most <laughs> enjoyable shows I have watched in a long time. Mm-hmm. There is nothing on TV like this right now. Even modern Star Trek. It would never get the green light. No. Not in this state. No. And even compared to the rest of Star Trek, it's like, what is this? <laughs> but it's with especially with friends, it can be a riot. To watch. He's talked to me about, like, Abby just sat down and watched one with me, and we were both like, <laughs> what, are we, what are those? What are we watching? I'm like, that's what this first season is all about. I think in its own way, it's worth checking out. It's not the best of Star Trek. Hey, here's the thing. Some people rank this as the worst Star Trek ever gets. No. Would you agree? No. Not even close. There's Deep Space Nine episodes that are worse than episodes in this season. As a whole, though. As a whole season. As a whole season. As a whole season. No, I think there's worse seasons of Voyager. Straight up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Voyager. That's a whole barrel of pickles we haven't gotten into We yet. haven't even touched Voyager yet. Oh, and we're, I think we're saving our, our shotgun blast for <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> Voyager is a whole is a whole different problem. Yeah. An issue. But, again, what, what, what a ride. <laughs> You've got a ride with Voyager. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I I like the there's a certain bravery in this first season that I think that I even I don't see a lot to some degree in modern Star Trek. I feel like this was pushing boundaries for its time more than modern Star Trek is pushing boundaries right now. Interesting. Um there are some things I do really like about modern Star Trek. Um Star Trek has always spoken to Diversity and inclusivity, I feel like in modern Trek, it's even better. I still don't think it's perfect, if I'm being honest. It's not. I don't think it's perfect. It's, it's got a whole new host of problems. Now diversity is like the main character rather than just what the future would look like. You know what I mean? Yes, and I worry to some degree that they're tokenizing yes. certain characters. Um, and they're, And if you actually look at a lot of the main characters of the new shows, there's still a lot of white guys just leading the show. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart, Jason Anson Isaacs. Mount, as lovely as he is, 
just also another white guy. The whitest. <laughs> the whitest. Uh, Scott Bakula, pretty white. But that gray, that silver fox thing Pike is going, he might be the whitest of all the guys. Yeah. That pompadour, I think, sets him apart. Yeah. The white guy. <laughs> whiter yep. than Kirk, whiter than, than Archer. Captain Whitey, how you doing? <laughs> um, But, you know, we talked about, like, they had a scene about pronouns in that first season of Next Gen. Like, way ahead of its time. Um, and conflict resolution scenes. Guys walking around in miniskirts. Like, they're, right. they're, they, they're pushing. It doesn't all work and land, but they're pushing. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, what could they get away with, too? And producers were like, no, 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 no. None of that progressive stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much diversity. Um, yeah. I would recommend you could pick our little list. You could do different little lists. If you're watching this for the first time, I think you could get away with watching highlights of these first two seasons. Is there like a spark notes? Like a spark notes version. It's like, yeah, here's Data Lore just so you know lore. Here's Troy's mom just so you know Troy's mom. Here's the Frank. Just, you know, but I'm like, every single one, no. <laughs> Star Trek abridged. I wonder if anybody's done that on YouTube. I bet they have. Um, yeah, there are definitely people who it's like, here's how to watch the first two seasons and then essentially watch everything after that yeah. with some things you could still down the road skip <laughs> <laughs> star trek always has bad episodes there's no season that gets away from it no nope um okay so yeah i think we're both agreed d but but a d with a smile <laughs> d a d with if you get this extra credit done <laughs> i'm still gonna pass you um I, I, there's, I mean, we watched it. We watched it specifically. Here's why I think, though, like, because I know some people will be like, especially when we first started this, I can imagine people listening, and you guys are going to watch ten episodes dedicated to the first season of Next Generation in a in an, in an episode in a hundred episode list. A full tenth is dedicated to the first season of TNG. And I know some people would raise their eyebrows at that, but I will defend it just in the sense of. It's almost its own show compared to what happens in the rest of TNG. Like it's 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 its own unique thing. The second te- the second season is similar, but even then there's just something so particular about that first season of TNG. Like again, it's the first time they d- they reimagine Trek with new people. That in of itself makes it a fun, interesting watch. I do think Mark is in a perfect position. He's like, I have, I have watched all the, I have watched a bunch of Star Trek. I just haven't seen this. So I'm actually really prepared for what's coming my way. Yeah. But as I watch, I'm like, Whoa, this is wild. Like, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) If you, this is fun. This is, I think this is hugely fun to come back to as a Star Trek fan. If you're a newbie, I would say watch highlights, skip a bunch, and jump to the third season. 
generally speaking. There's but there's some it's like but there's some you should definitely watch. And there are definitely people on YouTube who or just the internet who will help you out. Um I think this the ten episodes we watched though, it's not perfect, but it does give you a good sense of what this era was and um it we watched a lot of the episodes that do set up things for the future. Hmm. And it is fun to see how eventually they kind of flesh flesh things out, reinterpret, recontextualize certain things that all gets introduced in this first season. Um, I will be excited to move on to some new stuff, though. <laughs> What's ahead? I, I, oh, I, yeah. I will say that. We got a whole new doctor ahead of us. Yep. We'll get there eventually. But before that... Um, Aaron and I are taking another little um, break from Star Trek, a little palate cleanser Yeah, for Star Trek. Every once in a while, you know. Every once in a while. I like doing it. It just kind of wipes that. It's a little uh, sip of water. A little rinse and spit. Chew a ginger between sushi. Yeah, chew, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It just kind of resets it and lets us come in fresh at everything we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, um, for those who are new to the podcast, um, Aaron and I, in between little selections of episodes in our Star Trek list, we are watching nerd movies. Nerd movies. Just non-Star Trek-y things. We're being a bit broad in our definition of nerd. It could be sci-fi stuff. It could be fantasy stuff. It could be film nerd stuff. Yeah. It could be history nerd stuff. Who knows? Uh, blockbuster mainstream pop culture stuff pop culture crap nerd stuff could be there people nerd about that yeah crazy yeah like mainstream nerddom like avatar we'll we'll see that's that's (laughs) like the definition of mainstream nerd yeah any any James Cameron film (laughs) Titanic T2 man you know T2 is more in his hardcore times that is once he hit Titanic though all mainstream I don't think Terminator 2 would get made today no, it's way better than any of these new Terminator movies they're doing. Oh my goodness, <laughs> a thousand percent better. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we are not watching T two um, for our next film. That no, would it, not hold up in four K. I'd be curious. You'd have to maybe you have to redo some of the T one thousand effects. But what a great movie though. Um, when we did Nerd Movies one, we thought it most appropriate that, since this is a Star Trek podcast. We thought the most appropriate thing to do would be to do um, Star Wars. Yeah. Episode four, New Hope, the OG Star Wars film. Uh, We watched classic Star Trek and we capped it off with classic Star Wars. It just felt the most appropriate. And um, that was a lot of fun. I hadn't seen that film in a long time. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of fun. We had like a newbie, a casual fan, a hardcore fan. And we all just sat and watched and talked about that OG Star Wars film. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, I would definitely recommend it. It's a fun time. We're not watching a space movie for nerd movies, too, though. Um, um, this time around, we're bringing it back down to Earth. Though I can't say we are exactly going to be grounding ourselves in reality. Or maybe. Maybe that will be kind of the question for this film that we're going to be watching. <laughs> it has... It has- those vibes those vibes yeah um, realism 
Yeah, we kind of teased last time that we were going to be jumping into zero. We're going to be jumping into superhero dumb. This is a whole different kind of a thing than Star Trek. I would say Star Trek is much more team based and like communitarian in its outlook. They are not superheroes, even like Captain Kirk or Spock. They are not superheroes. Superheroes are. It's almost the opposite. I want. It's not antithetical. But I would say superheroes almost are on a different end of a similar spectrum. Whereas Star Trek is all about the team and coming to everyone coming together to they're all, they're as good as each other. Mm-hmm. Superheroes, while it, it can and does have elements of that, is a bit more focused on individual empowerment in a very literal sense. Yeah, it's all those people qualities wrapped into one person. One person who has now power and ability to be more than any of us could ever be mm-hmm. which is so american oh yeah which is so american even though they have traveled really well um globally i would say it's a uniquely american art form at least it, at least it starts here and kind of goes globally it's very american just individual empowerment taken to its fullest extent i can do anything superman um, we're not going to be watching Superman though. Um, I think we're going to be getting into prob- probably the most popular superhero of all time. Maybe not at the moment, but if we're looking at as an aggregate of all time, yeah. this is probably the most popular. I would argue. Gosh, gosh, it's so close in my head. I think you're right. Who's the competition? Spider Man. Spider Man. The only reason why I'll give this character a leg up. They've been around longer. Yeah. And so they even had decades of popularity before this character did. And they still enjoy lots of popularity. Of mm-hmm. course, we are talking about Batman. Batman. <laughs> I am the knight. I am vengeance. I am Batman. Classic. Come, old chum, to the Batcave. We have not one moment to lose. <laughs> Oh my god, we're talking about Batman on yeah. nerd movies too. Um and here's the thing. There are lots of Batman movies to choose from. I almost feel like we could have picked any Batman movie and for its own reason it's a valid pick. It's a good nerd movie. Yeah. Some are better than others, but they're all valid to look at <laughs> in their own way. We're diving right into the Schumachers. No. Batman and Robin folks, here we go. Yeah. Chill. What killed the dinosaurs, Batman? The Ice Age! It was my mom! (laughs) Beverly Kasha! (laughs) (laughs) Cue! Of course, here's my invitation. Uh, Oh my god. Um, But we're not. So the question was what Batman? And there were were two we were going between Mm -hmm. um, as to what Batman film we were going to cover. And for those of you who are maybe hoping we were going to do this one, the one we were considering and not doing is Batman Begins. Yeah. Not going not gonna to do that one. I'm not going to say we will never do this film. It, you know, this, who, who did, it, there's no reason why we can only do one Batman movie. That's my personal favorite of, of all the Batman movies. Batman Begins? Batman Begins. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. 
Um, now we're not going to be doing Batman Begins. Some of you might be like, does that mean you're doing The Dark Knight? Also, no. Also, no. I'm not also going to say that we're never going to do this movie either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That might be, I don't know if it's my personal favorite. If I had to pick what's the best, I would still probably like, man, that one. Mm. Um, But the movie we're going to do instead, Aaron, I'll give you the honors. What Batman movie have we decided to watch instead? Instead, we're going to do... Matt Reeves, the Batman. The Batman. The Batman. The one. This is the Batman. <laughs> but it's getting sequels. So it's not the only Batman. But it's but it's the Batman. The's Batman. The Batman. The um, Batmans. My guess is those of you who listen, Summit I'm gonna guess there are only three reactions that have happened. Maybe <laughs> maybe four. Ooh, four. A third of you are like, yes, I love this movie. It's so good. This is the one you should be talking about. Because I know there are some people who think this is now the best one. And maybe another third of you are like, no, not this. Ah, I hated that movie. It was long and boring. <laughs> it was very long. And then I bet a th- uh, the other third of you are like, I don't care. I haven't seen it. Don't want to see it. <laughs> what, was, what was reaction for? It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. And then 2% of you, there you go. That's fine. What happened? That is, <laughs> it was fine. I saw it. I don't remember it. Um, here's the tour is great. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know. This is going to be the first time on our podcast that we are going to watch something that I haven't seen. Yeah. I haven't seen this film. Batman is one of my favorite superheroes. He's one of my three favorite. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Not necessarily in that order. I haven't seen this, though. I haven't avoided it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. That's true. This is the thing for you to to jump ahead in your order of movies and, and just watch a Batman. Watch a Batman. Yeah, why not? You know? it's For me, it's like there will come at a time where it will feel the most appropriate to watch this film, and I feel like doing it for this podcast hmm. is, is actually that. We did get the 4K disc the other day. I did put it in just to make sure it's working. I watched like the first just few minutes. I'm like... Yeah, this will, this is gonna be interesting. I watched like the first five minutes of the film. Nice, um, or like the first little sequence when Batman beats up the something th- thugs in, in the, the way in the in the subway. Mm. The city, blah blah blah. Boom. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good at setting the tone. <laughs> Gets a lot out of those notes. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So yeah, I, I, but I, I'm like interesting, um, but I haven't seen anything. That first sequence that you're talking about, that it showed up in the teaser trailer for the movie. Yeah, so that, I didn't feel like too much of a spoiler for me because yeah. I remember seeing that in the trailer. I'm like, okay, I, this is just an extended version of what I that thing I saw <laughs> in the trailer. That's what sold me on seeing the movie. Like when I first shot it, I was like, another Batman, mm-hmm. and then. That little bit of fight choreography, I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go see it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very curious. I have to be honest. I haven't watched a lot of superheroes in Lately. the last while. There's been some exceptions. I've just been so basically around a little after when the first Avengers came out, 
my interest in superheroes dropped precipitously. Mm. It just, it, 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 for me, th- th- me personally, and I don't mean this as any kind of criticism, um, just for me personally, it just hit critical mass. I'm like, you know, for me, I've been like, I, I've been watching movies since like superhero movies in the theaters since like that first X-Men film. Yeah. From like 2000 to 2012, it was like 12 straight years of going to see superhero movies for me. And the, and the Avengers, for me, on an emotional level, felt like a climax. We got these classic Marvel characters together. Whoever thought we were eventually going to get here. But here we are, folks. Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, they're all on this. And I was like, Awesome. Anything I've watched since has not recaptured that magic. Mm. Um, and and I mean not that that's the thing. I'm even more of a DC guy, and I have seen stuff since then. Some better than others, and like there's been stuff I liked. I really liked the Wonder Woman film because I was waiting for years for a Wonder Woman film. Mm. Have you seen the trailer for Flash? Yeah, Flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> We get a live action flashpoint. I'm excited about it. With Michael Keaton's Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's gonna be something. Folks, we are watching Flashpoint. Yeah. What what Batman movie are you watching? Flashpoint. Flashpoint. <laughs> Basically. Half that trailer is Michael Keaton's Batman. Oh, how funny. Um so you know, I haven't gotten a lot into superhero stuff recently, so I am curious just to, to how I'm gonna feel about this film. Yeah. But I know you really like it, Aaron. I do. I, do. I enjoyed it. You're going to be like the expert this time around. Uh, Cass enjoyed it too, and she's not a fan of Batman at all. Not a fan, yeah, but she enjoyed it. That's what's so interesting. I've se- I've heard some people who have really positive things, and then some people who I'm like, I really didn't like it. And yeah. so I'm like, interesting. I and can opinions of, that too. And there's a and like I respect the opinions of all these people. So I'm like, I I don't I have no idea what to expect. Honestly, yeah. am I going to be split down the middle? Am I going to go one way? I don't know. There are there are parts of the movie I absolutely kind of hate <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want. I just don't want to go too much into it. Yeah. We'll get we'll into get, it. Yeah. We'll get it's going to be a big one, folks. It's going to be a long one. Um, but we are going to be getting a panel of three guest hosts to talk about it with us, much like in Star Wars. Um, and that's going to be exciting. It's going to be a little event for us. Um, just as a little teaser, uh, we do have a returning guest um, coming back for that one. Um, my lovely partner in crime and bunny friend, Jenny Beale, yeah. is going to be joining us on the podcast. Jenny has been on Star Trek Stories before. However, you haven't recorded an episode with Jenny, no, though. No, you weren't there for that one. Um, that was a mini-sode. That was a small one where Jenny and I just watched an episode of Star Trek the Animated Series, and so we're... We're going to give her something a little more substantial to watch. Um, and I'm going to be curious because Jenny is super theory, superhero apathetic. She doesn't care. Yeah. She doesn't hate it. She, it just, she nothings just it. doesn't care. And I was like, have you seen, are you a Batman fan? Have you seen Batman? She's like, I saw Dark Knight. And I, there wasn't there one with like Bane. I think maybe I saw that one. (laughs) And that is the extent of her Batman knowledge. She knows nothing. Well, I was talking to her the other day, and it's like, I mean, even then, you know stuff. Like, you know that 
Bruce Wayne's parents died, right? She's like, no, I didn't know that. I'm like, what? What? She's like, yeah, yeah, I had no idea. Gosh, I had no maybe idea. we need origin stories. <laughs> she was like, I had no idea why Batman is Batman. I, he just is Batman. I'm like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Really, that's all you need to know is that he's Batman. But she's, she's like, but I'm totally down to come watch it and talk about it, though. So I'm very curious to hear what she will have to say about it. Um, and we're going to be bringing a couple of new friends on who haven't been on our show before. Um, we'll save those as a little surprise treat when we do the episode. Mm-hmm. But I guess I will say um, a friend of yours and a friend of mine. Yes. Yeah. Um, bringing people together. Bringing the peeps together. That's what's quite fun about some of these nerd movies is bringing little groups of people who might not necessarily otherwise meet in a group. Yeah. That's what's so fun about that Star Wars episode. Um. So, yeah, next week, everyone, Nerd Movies 2, The Batman. Um, I'm looking forward to it, even though it's like, it's fucking three hours. I am still I am looking forward to it. We're going to have a big old pizza party. So get yourself some pizza at home, folks. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, Aaron, anything before we kind of close this out? It's been fun watching Star Trek, but I'm excited for Batman. I'm vengeance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Justice. Justice, vengeance. You and I are not so different. <laughs> We're not alike. Oh my I'm God. justice, you're chaos. Yeah, Tanner and I have just basically created our favorite Batman villain. We joke is his theme is that he's a Batman villain. That's the there's a villain whose whole shtick is that I'm Batman villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, Batman. <laughs> Just the, the Batman villainiest of Batman villains. What's his plot? What are his schemes? It's just to be a villain to Batman. He's this this weird amalgamation of every Batman villain. Riddler, Joker, Penguin, Catwoman. It's just all in this one. He's got somebody dangling over a vat of acid. He's like he's turning into sand. He's or clay. He's. I see you falling from my trap, Batman. <laughs> He's Why got like you... lipstick on. Why are you doing this? Why am I doing this? Because you're Batman and I have to do it. <laughs> because without me, Batman, why would you do what you do? I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I know. I know. That's why I do it. That's awesome. Batman villain. The Batman villain. I feel like the Flash kind of has that guy. Um, Anti-Flash Man? A little bit. It's not reverse Flash, is it? No, no. He, he's there just to Captain purely Cold. to be a thorn in the Flash. Captain Cold? It might be Captain His Cold. His arch nemesis? Some yeah, of, some of the iterations fuck, of... Just to fuck with him? Yeah. Some of the iterations of Captain Cold are not not ferocious at all. He's just the biggest goofball trying mm. to... Just trying to fuck with the Flash. Just trying to fuck with the Flash. You know, this is actually why I like... And this is actually why I'm excited to watch the Batman, because my favorite Batman villain is the Riddler. And the Riddler always strikes me as like, all that guy do, in the comics, all that guy cares about is literally just fucking with Batman and leaving clues just to see, mm-hmm. can you do it, Batman? Riddle me this. <laughs> so I'm excited to see. I always feel like Riddler is one that people struggle adapting and doing interesting stories with as much as I love him. So I am curious to see what they do with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we that'll be what we... <laughs> How well do they pull off the Riddler in Batman? In the Batman. 
I guess that's just, you'll just have to tune in to find out. Unless you watch it and you already know, you're like, I know, I know. I Don't know. spoil it for Jaren. I Why know. Don't, you do Don't spoil it for me, everyone. Um, all right, next time, Nerd Movies 2, The Batman. We will see you all then. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to share us your own Star Trek story, you can email us at storiedstartrek at gmail.com or you can visit our Discord server. You can find us by clicking on the link in the show description.